Well, hey there. Welcome back to the new Mom Boss Podcast, episode 16. In today's episode, I talk to Allie McLean from Blissful Birth. Allie is a wife, a mother of three, a registered nurse, birth doula, and advocate for undisturbed birth. Her passion for birth work started after her traumatic delivery of her first child that resulted in a C-section. She went on to have a home birth with her second and third births. She is the owner of a birth collective in Omaha, Nebraska called Birth Bliss Beyond, and she spreads awareness and encouragement to trust the process on her podcast, The Empowered Birth Podcast. Today, we talk about how she developed a step-by-step guide to avoid birth trauma for women who have had birth trauma and also for women who have not experienced birth trauma but may have anxiety about giving birth. Her guide helps women create a more intentional birth. We also talk about home birthing and her experience with that, as well as how she helps other women with their birth experiences. But before we get into that, if you haven't left a rating and review for the new Mom Boss podcast, please do so wherever you are listening to this episode. It will help other new moms like you find it more easily. All right, guys, let's not wait any longer. Let's get the show started. Hi, I'm Callista Anderson, a new mom coach and educator. I help new moms just like you during pregnancy and beyond to figure out what to do next and how to do it so that you feel prepared, equipped with the proper knowledge, and ready for your precious baby allowing you to enjoy the wonderful runway into mommyhood. If you're navigating through pregnancy with a million things on your mind that you know you have to get done or learn about, then this is the podcast for you. I have been where you are and I totally get it. I'm a mom of three and my first two babies were back to back, only 13 months apart. Those first couple of years were a pretty challenging time, but it made me a fast, new mom master and it gave me a newfound passion for mamas to be and their babies it was during this intense learning curve of the new mom life i had a light bulb moment and said wow isn't it interesting that we women prepare way more for our weddings like a year in advance and put so much energy into every last detail yet we don't do the same thing for becoming a new mom I was inspired to combine my experience along with my professional background as a registered nurse and a certified lactation counselor to help women get ready for their babies like they were getting ready for their weddings, to make them feel like a boss when that sweet baby arrived. So I created my business, New Mom Boss, and started this show, The New Mom Boss Podcast, to help prepare women for the most important job of their lives, becoming a mom. I am so glad you are here and want to thank you in advance for taking the time to learn for your baby. We moms are changing the world one baby at a time, and I can hardly wait to get started. So let's go. Well, 
Welcome to the new Mom Boss podcast today, Allie. I'm so glad you're here today, and I'm so excited to get to know more about your experience and why you chose to create your podcast. Can you tell us a little bit about what happened with your first birth that inspired you to do all this? Yeah, thank you so much for having me. So I am a registered nurse. And so with my first birth, I had an idea of what my birth was going to be like based on my experiences that I had witnessing women deliver in the hospital setting. I I wanted to go as long as I could without an epidural and I for sure did not want to see section, but pretty much that was my only plan. I guess I did make a birth plan, but I remembered in nursing school when I was following a nurse, a patient handed her the birth plan and we walked out of the room and she's, she kind of threw it aside and said, nobody looks at birth plans. And she just laughed. And so even though I had made one, I was too ashamed to give it to my nurse in fear that they would make fun of me. So uh, with my first, my water broke at church after Good Friday service. And being a new mom, I thought that it was the best idea to just rush right to the hospital, despite the fact that I was not having any contractions. So we packed our bags and we left. And pretty much my experience turned into a cascade of events. So I felt out of control the whole time. Uh, I felt like decisions were being made for me without my consent. I didn't know the risks and benefits of anything that was happening. My contractions weren't progressing, so they gave me Pitocin. Eventually, I got an epidural, and the epidural turned into a very scary event where my daughter's heart rate dropped to 22 beats per minute, and it would you know, come up during position changes, but it was a pretty extreme decel for labor, and you know, had an internal monitor placed. And very quickly after that, I was rushed in for an emergency C-section. So I wasn't able to hold my daughter for about an hour afterwards. She was having temperature regulation problems. She was a tiny baby and learning, you know, knowing now what I do, there was, there's no way I wouldn't have held my baby after that, knowing that like I am temperature regulator and I am the glucose regulator. So yeah, I've just learned a lot since then, but I I realized after that experience and after addressing a lot of emotional issues, I had extreme PTSD. I would get flashbacks. I had extreme anxiety and depression for a year after. So I really had to take time to address what happened. Why do I have this trauma? What can I do next time to prevent that trauma? And so that really started me into this journey of creating a podcast for women to learn how to be free thinkers and learn how to be empowered decision makers so that they can make the best decisions for them. And it's, they're not giving away their power or their control of a situation. Instead, they know what they want and they're calling the shots. I've just seen my life totally turn around after a very healing experience with my second. And I want every woman to experience that because when you do heal birth, you heal the world. It is not just a a passageway into motherhood. It's truly a transformation of womanhood. Even we learn things and we grow and we transform just after, after a birth. 
it's physical, emotional, and a spiritual event. And we forget that. So yeah, that's very beautiful. Now, how did you go from going through that trauma to healing yourself with your second child? Yeah. So that was, like I said, a long process because it was about a year long that I suffered with this PTSD and and depression and anxiety. And so one thing that helped was counseling. I did eventually have to face the fact that like I did have postpartum depression and that was a very hard thing to kind of realize. You know, I, I just had trouble bonding with my first Uh, I didn't know she was even really mine. I didn't see her come out from me. And I think just like that trauma kind of dissociated in that moment. Um, So I didn't tell her I loved her for three weeks. And I had a lot of work to do emotionally. And then physically, like I had a scar there that reminded me of the moment. You know, I, I still do. But instead, I can look at it today and feel wow, because of that experience, I have totally transformed. And so some of the things, again, the counseling was so important. It is hard, I will say, to find a counselor who is knowledgeable in birth trauma. A lot of times, they don't really know how to navigate without talking poorly about the system that has traumatized you. There are a lot of women out there who do, you know, birth story listening and birth trauma, just like sharing birth stories in, in a group of women. That again was super powerful for me was being able to just sit with other women and share my story and just not get advice from them, but just feel validated. Like, yes, that happened and that was terrible and it shouldn't have happened to you but it did. And so I'm just going to sit here and feel those feelings with you. So having a community of women around you to feel that with you was so powerful. I did another thing called aroma freedom technique, where you use essential oils to access the limbic system in your brain. And it helps to kind of separate that physical feeling you get when you have anxiety or when a traumatic feeling comes up, you can attach it to a feeling like in your chest or in your belly. Some people get neck pain, shoulder pain. And so it kind of helps separate that physical pain from the memory. So it doesn't erase the memory, but it helps you process it. And what I realized is I was holding on a lot of things from my past that had the same type of physical feeling as my trauma of my C-section. And so this experience really allowed me to take a look at my life and take a look at the trauma that I had experienced throughout my life. And these weren't terrible traumas. These were just everyday, like middle school, high school traumas that we all probably have, like many traumas. But it really helped me just process through that. So those were a few things, you know, journaling, writing out my story, Another powerful thing I did was write a letter to the doctor who I felt, Mm. you know, was really a traumatic person to think about after. And I didn't even send it. (laughs) I just wrote it out and it's still there on my computer, but I didn't need to. So some people like to write out their birth story in a different perspective. And there's so many things that you can do to help process that birth trauma. But I feel like 
after going through that, I knew I wasn't alone. I had heard enough stories to know that I wasn't the only one who had experienced this. And if I could help one woman, if I could help one woman avoid an experience like I did, or even help her process for a second time, then my life would be worth something. <laughs> like I would, I would have done my calling if I did that. So that's kind of how I got started on this journey. Wow. You can share your experience to help someone who's had a similar experience, like a birth trauma, right? But what tips would you give to someone or to my audience to reduce the likelihood of birth trauma? Is there anything you can do to help prevent it? Yeah, for sure. So as I was planning my second birth, I uh, went through a process that really helped me dive deep into making decisions and just give me a roadmap for how to get the birth I wanted. So long story short, my second birth was at home. I totally had different experiences, different locations, different providers. It was totally different. And so what this process did after looking back at that, I realized I had walked myself through essentially a three-step process. And so after that, I have walked many women through this process as well. So the first step to avoiding birth trauma, but even more so, is having an empowering birth, right? So we want to talk in the positive. Our very first step is dream about your birth and then decide on that. So I picture this as a car, right? You get in a car, you're planning a trip, and you have no GPS because you don't know where you're going. So how will you know how you get there? If you don't know your end destination, you won't know the pathway to get there, right? And that's the same thing with any decision we make in life, really. And so I learned a lot of this, like what I had done from neuropsychology. And I listened to neuropsychologist, uh, Dr. Shannon Irvin, and she's an amazing businesswoman and just love her. But a lot of what she talks about actually translate into birth really, really well. So I, and this first step really is, you know, dreaming about what you want your birth to be like down to the most minuscule details. Like, do you want lights? Who do you want in the room? What do you want them to be doing? What smells do you want to smell? Um, what do you want to be hearing? Do you want music? What kind of music? So much of that can give your brain that end point, that end goal, so that it can help you with this roadmap. It can help you make decisions along the way that match with the expectation you have for birth. So you need to dream about your birth, and then you need to decide right? So if you think about this birth and you're like, well, I would like this, but, or, you know, what if this happens? None of those statements are going to get you to where you want to be. So again, we want to make sure that our language is consistent with the birth that we want. I have seen so many women say, I want a natural birth, but we'll see what happens. 
And I want to say 99% of the time when I hear a woman say, but I'll see what happens, she ends up getting the epidural. And that's fine. Epidurals are a tool to be used when needed. But if she wants what she wants, if she wants this end outcome saying, we'll see what happens or what if this happens or I'll just go with the flow, those type of language or those phrases are not consistent with that end goal. So that's step number one. Step number two is to educate and empower. So when we're educated about the physiological birth process, when we know how our bodies work, when we're in tune with that, then we make decisions probably differently than if we were to talk to or just leave it up to a nurse or a doctor to decide, right? Because they know best. They know how this works. That was exactly my thinking. They've seen way more birth than I have, so I'll just let them do it. Well, when you do that, you give your power of decision-making away, and that never turns out well. That is not the way women were designed to go into birth. And so educate and empower really is about diving deep into that physiological birth process, knowing your body, knowing the decisions you want to make, and then being empowered by knowing that you have the ultimate say. No matter what, um, you have the right to informed consent and informed refusal. And so you do that by knowing the risks, knowing the benefits, knowing alternatives, listening to your intuition, and then knowing, you know, that you have the option to do nothing as well. So that's the second step. The third step is follow through. And follow through really is about diving into that intuition piece. I think we as women have kind of stepped out of that intuition, that motherly intuition, just knowing about our body and more into our thinking brain. And when it comes to birth, surrender is key. So you can know all the things in the world. You can be so knowledgeable about birth, but when you get to the actual process of birth and you are laboring, what it comes down to is trusting yourself enough, trusting your body's ability enough to surrender to that process. So teaching you how to do that, working through any fears that you might have to really process that before your birth, that has been huge for so many women that I've I've worked for and I've worked with is just knowing that like our fears and our, our emotions and our past experiences they have a big impact on how we birth. So yeah, and just following through and having an amazing birth experience because it's going to be on your terms. That's really kind of that guideline or that framework that can help women prevent trauma. But not only that, but you know, have an amazing and empowered and blissful birth because it is possible. That's great. And it sounds like this is something someone can do whether they have fear or not like did you have fear of birth with your first child yeah so fear is an interesting topic when it comes to birth there's so much about fear that is kind of ingrained in us when we are young right we 
we see movies of rushed and scary and hard births and we hear maybe our own birth story with our mother or once we get to childbearing age our friends are telling us their stories and it it has become something where traumatic birth stories are a norm Um, They're common. And so fear can really spread in that way. And so, yes, 100% with my first, I was very fearful of that process. I was uneducated about the physiological birth process, about how my body even works, what hormones were involved. I was I was scared of the pain. I didn't know if I was strong enough. You know, you hear about contractions being so overwhelming. I had I had a friend tell me. Uh, with my first, because we were talking about labor and just planning for it. She said, oh my goodness, it's like a bowling ball coming out of your butt. So thinking about that (laughs) and then going into labor as a first time mom, yes, you're going to be scared and you're going to tense up and that's going to cause more pain and fear and tension. And it's a sick cycle that we are in. So all of that being said, with my second, I still had fear, but I knew how to control that fear. I knew that I could manage my mindset I could mm-hmm. choose what I thought about. Um, I could choose what I dwelled on. Um, and so even though I had fear, it kind of pushed me in a different way than the fear did with my first. And I think it was because I was equipped with knowledge. I, I had really learned how to tune into my intuition. So fear is not always a bad thing, but it is when you don't know how to control when you don't know how to control it. Right. I agree. For the first time moms, a lot of them won't know how to control it unless they have somebody walking them through it. So I am so happy that people like you and your community that can help walk people, whether it's their first time or not, to work through that fear. I'm really interested in that the aroma what did you say it was? Aroma freedom technique. So there's a book you can order. It's by Dr. Benjamin Perkis. Yeah, it's a great, I've never heard of that. Mm -hmm. But I I can see how that works because I know I, I've tied smells Mm -hmm. to help me like just a quick story. Like when I was a new nurse, getting used to being on the floor and the whole training, like for a month or two or whatever it was, I was always nervous going to work, but I had this lotion in my pocket. And every time I washed my hands, I would put that on and that smell just like relaxed me. So it made me less nervous, you know? Yes. And it's the same concept of like, when, like as a child, if your grandma made chocolate chip cookies, and then you walk in someplace and you smell chocolate chip cookies, you automatically remember, you get a, a flash or a memory of your grandma making these cookies. It takes you back. And so a lot of our our senses, our smells can take us back to memories that we have had in our past. And it's really crazy how powerful. our brain, it is so powerful. Our brains are so amazing and so powerful. I think the sense of smell is underutilized. Oh yeah. Like we don't think about smell as, you know, a tool, but mm-hmm. it's so true. Like, I mean, most people have heard of aromatherapy, but not in a way to, you know, work through 
something deeper like you did. Wow. I am so glad that we got to talk today. So many interesting things. We talked before we we hit record today and we could talk forever and ever. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I'd like to share some of the things you talked about with the audience. So I'll put everything in the show notes. And yeah, thank you again so, so much. And I hope to have you back soon. Um, Where can people find you on social media? Yeah, thank you so much for having me. They can find me in the our private tribe over at Facebook. Um, so you can go to facebook.com slash groups slash empowered mamas tribe. And then also on Instagram at empowered birth podcast. Right. And that's the same name of your podcast. Yes. On iTunes, which you can find on iTunes and yes. other platforms, I assume. Yep. Perfect. And I'll link all those links to the show notes as well. So thank you so much, Allie. I appreciate you taking the time today and we'll talk soon. Okay. Yeah. Thank you. Okay. Mamas hope you found today's episode helpful. If you'd like to download Allie's three steps to avoiding birth trauma, you can do so by going to newmomboss.com slash birth bliss, all one word newmomboss.com birth bliss and all the other references will be in the show notes and you can get to the show notes by going to newmomboss.com slash 16 and just a reminder if you haven't left a rating and review i would be so grateful if you did all right until next week take care bye for now